Hello, hello. Welcome one and welcome all to the Around the World podcast. I am your host, the one, the only, Clark Van Deventer. This week, Bolivia. Uh, more on that in a minute. Because um, I don't know about you, <laughs> but when I learn cool stuff, when I learn cool stuff, I tell everyone about it. Um, that's how this podcast started. I teach an online class every week at outschool.com. The class has been meeting every week for almost three years. Crazy. Um, we meet on Zoom, do some screen share to look at pictures and maps, but the kids also have access to a program where we can look at these places in VR. We have polls, quizzes, contests, stuff like that. But I learn such cool stuff every week, and I'm telling everyone about it. And now I'm telling you. Uh, you can find my classes by going to outschool.com. Just search for my name, Clark Van Deventer. You can also go to the link in the show notes or go to my Instagram account. Click on the link in my bio on Instagram. Uh, uh, Clark Vand, right? At Clark Vand. So Clark Vand on the gram. All right. But this week we are talking about Bolivia. Um, and man, I had some moments this week where my students, I was so impressed by my students this week. Like when I asked them to circle Bolivia on the map and just about every kid got it. So are you smarter than a fifth grader? Do you know where Bolivia is? Can you picture it in your mind's eye? Um, so in South America, there are two landlocked countries. Bolivia is one of them. Um, maybe you know where Peru is. Peru's a, I, I don't know, I kind of think about Peru being a uh, a more well-known or more famous South American destination because of Machu Picchu. So Bolivia borders Peru, um, but you're looking for a landlocked country in South America. So there's only two of them. So if you are actually looking at a map of South America, uh, you have a 50-50 chance of getting Bolivia right, if you just know that it's one of two landlocked countries in South America. It does border Peru. Um, Lake Titicaca, which is often described as the highest navigable lake in the world. Basically, a great big lake at a super high elevation. Um, Lake Titicaca on the border of Bolivia and Peru. So again, if you're just looking at a map, look for a country... Look for two countries that have a lake on their border, a great big lake. Um, all right. If you've got that, you've got Bolivia. The other landlocked country in South America also borders Bolivia. It's to the east. That's Paraguay and will be our country next week. Um, so my students made me proud. Yes, they did. They made me proud when they were able to pinpoint Bolivia on the map. Uh, then I shared my screen and started pointing out countries on the map. 
So two weeks ago, I, so here's what I'm actually doing in class. I'm like pointing at my map. They can see my screen. I'm like, two weeks ago, we were in this country and I'm pointing at a country and my students were all calling out Argentina. And then I say, last week we were in this long, skinny country. Right? Can you, you know that long, skinny country, right? At the bottom of South America, that's Chile. And my students, right, they call it out. And then I say, all right, this one. Above Bolivia, uh, Bolivia, above Bolivia, and my students call out Peru. And next week we are going to, and I point to a country, and my students say Paraguay. And then we have this big one right here, and I point to it, and my students call out Brazil. So cool. Um, so Bolivia, landlocked country in South America, bordered by um, working clockwise, kind of starting just maybe at like eleven o'clock. Um, would be bordered by Peru, um, and then Brazil, and then Paraguay, and then Argentina, and then Chile. Um, Bolivia has the highest capital city. Bolivia has the highest capital city of any city in the world. High, as in the highest capital city, as in the capital city at the highest elevation. Not the, I don't know, what would be the highest, Amsterdam, highest capital city? I, I don't know. Um, no, the highest elevation of any capital city in the world is uh, Bolivia's capital of La Paz. Um, elevation of about 3,500 meters. Okay, now, not all, but most of my students are U.S.-based so most, most of my students, when it comes to distance, they speak imperial, right? Me too, right? I tend to think in feet and miles, not meters and kilometers. So we took this week to do some tricks on converting metric to imperial or vice versa. Um, 3,500 meters, it's about 1,200 feet in elevation. So La Paz is at an elevation of about 12,000 feet. Um, and it's such a high elevation. It's a cold city, high temperatures around 10 Celsius. 10 Celsius. That would be about 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, all right. But trivia time. Okay. And this was another moment my students made me proud. Okay. If La Paz is the highest capital city of any city in the world, um, now, I teach this class four different times each week. And in each class, after we declared La Paz the highest capital city in the world, I then asked, what's the lowest? What capital city sits at the lowest elevation? And in four classes, I had one student, one, say, is it Baku? <laughs> and I was like, who said that? Who said that? Baku, Baku, Azerbaijan. And we look at the map and I'm like, all right, see, here's the Mediterranean Sea and here's the Black Sea and here's the Caspian Sea, Caspian Sea kind of right above Iran. And here's Azerbaijan and here's Baku, right? The world's lowest capital city, northernmost capital city, Reykjavik, Iceland, southernmost capital city, southernmost capital city 
Wellington, New Zealand. And I did have students nail those. Um, all right. Another random moment when my kids made me proud this week. Uh, we're learning about people, right? So every class we cover some of the basic things like where is it on the map? Who are its neighbors? Yada, yada, yada. And then we go into people, places, things. Uh, so we're learning about some people. And we learn about this woman who was the first female head of state in Bolivia and how she was ousted in a military coup and had to flee the country and seek exile in France. And the coup is led by her cousin. It's like, congratulations, you're the first female head of state in Bolivia. Oh, no, there's a military coup led by your cousin. It's like, hey, thanks, cuz. Um, and the military coup is backed by the United States. <laughs> and I ask my students, and, and this is taking place 1981, 1982, something like that. Um, and I ask my students, why would the U.S. back this guy? If there's a military coup, and this guy's a bad dude, like he's later found guilty of genocide. Um, like he's a bad dude. What? And I'm like, guys, why would the U.S. back this guy? And one of my students says, because he's not a communist. <laughs> and the timing and the delivery of her answer was just perfect. Uh, so this is a theme that's coming up in my class recently. And actually will continue. Well, no, will it continue next week in Paraguay? I have to think about that. Um, 60s, 70s, 80s. If you're not a communist, you're a friend of the United States. You can do anything else. You just can't be a communist. Um, all right. Uh, now, one other thing we did in class this week. I shared my screen, and I was on Google Street View from 59th Street and 5th Avenue in New York. <laughs> and, and it's like, first of all, I'm like, guys, where am I? What city am I in, you know? And people are guessing Bolivia, but and then some student like sees on my screen that it says like Central Park. You write it's on Google Maps. And it's like, what am I doing in Central Park in a class in Bolivia? And I asked the kids that were standing on this corner, if you've been to New York City, I asked the kids, have you seen Home Alone 2? Right? And a bunch of kids, of course, have seen Home Alone 2. And I'm like, here's the hotel Kevin stays in in Home Alone 2, right? The Plaza Hotel. And it's right around the corner here, right down this walkway where that pigeon lady is, right? And the kids love it. It's fun. And we just, I progressed down the street, clicking on, on Google Street View, right? And, and I'm like, guys, I was just in New York a few months ago and I was walking, I was walking down this very street. And I walk down 59th Street and I get to the entrance to Central Park that's that's at 7th Avenue. It's one of the busiest entrances to Central Park. It's halfway between the Plaza Hotel and Columbus Circle. And Columbus Circle, by the way, that, that's where Trump Tower is, right? So this is uh, like this is one of the busiest entrances to Central Park. And there's a great big statue of a guy on a horse. And this is literally two months ago. I'm in New York City. I'm walking down the street. I see a great big statue of a guy on a horse. And I'm like, who is that? I'm, just, I'm wondering it to myself, right? So I start walking up. I'm with my daughter, who is turning 13. We were in New York for her 13th birthday. And um, we walk up to the statue. 
and and then I do the same thing on Google Street View. We walk up to the statue, and the statue is a statue of Simone Bolivar. Simone Bolivar is the guy who Bolivia is named after. So all of the South American countries have their revolutionaries, right? Their founding fathers, all right? The people who led their countries to independence from their colonial rulers. But Simone Bolivar was the guy. He was the big one. He's the dominant figure, not in one country, but several. Venezuela, Colombia, Panama, Ecuador, Peru, and Bolivia. Um, he envisioned a great South American empire and for a short time ruled over one. Uh, he, he was a great revolutionary, not a great, not a not necessarily a, a bad person, not a bad human being. A great revolutionary, just not a great leader um, or a great ruler. Um, but he was a freedom-loving revolutionary who was inspired by both the American and the French revolutions. And it's on the heels of the American and the French revolutions that he's leading these revolutions in South America. Um, of course, the Andes Mountains run through Bolivia, right? That's why La Paz is so high. Um, longest mountain range in the world. Um, long, it's the longest mountain range, and it's the second highest, second only to the Himalayas. Um, these run from Venezuela in the north of South America all, all the way to the very southern tip of Chile, about 9,000 kilometers. All right, here we go, kilometers again. Um, so how many miles is 9,000 kilometers? All right, can, can you, can you give me, all right, dear listener, can you give me an approximate answer? How many miles is 9,000 kilometers? Uh, you got it? So this is what I did with my kids. Um, I'm like, hey guys, a 5K, right? Ever heard of a 5K run? And some kids, right? Oh yeah, I've heard of a 5K, right? So I'm like, that's about three miles. So a 10K would be, all right, six miles. Uh, so a, a, what, a 100K would be 60 miles. So let's just, instead of saying the, the Andes are 9,000 kilometers, let's just say they're 10,000. Um, and if 1,000 kilometers is 600 miles, then 10,000 kilometers would be about 6,000 miles. Uh, all right, so we could we could say about six thousand miles. Now remember, we rounded up, so we need to round back down. Uh, now, now, also, we've already been rounding down all along the way, right? Because a uh, hundred kilometers is actually sixty-two, not sixty, right? But you get the idea. The Andes are about five thousand five hundred miles in length. Um, by the way, if you want to see something cool, right? Check out. Salar de Uni, salt flats in Bolivia. Uh, these are crazy cool. Largest salt flats in the world, stretching more than 4,000 square miles at certain times of year. And we looked at some VR uh, when these salt flats are covered with just a thin layer of water, maybe an inch deep, just for miles. 
because nearby lakes are overflowing. And so you get these amazing reflections of the sky. Uh, it's also home to the world's first salt hotel. It's a hotel made of salt bricks. All right. That's all I've got for you this week. Next week, we are off to Paraguay. Uh, by the way, Bolivia, eighth most populous country in South America. There's about 12 million people. Paraguay is number nine. All right. It's also the other landlocked country in South America. Uh, remember, you can check out all my classes, outschool.com. Uh, search for my name, Clark Van Dieventer. Of course, you can just check out the link in the show notes. Uh, and if you can't find me with the show notes or on our school, just email me Clark. No, it's not Clark. It's around the world with Mr. Clark at gmail.com. No punctuation. It's MR. Around the world with Mr. MR. Around the world with Mr. Clark at gmail.com. Uh, or find me on the gram. I'm Clark Vand on the gram. And please rate this podcast. Wherever you're listening to podcasts, I would super appreciate it if you'd give me whatever the top rating is, right? Because because right, I deserve the top. I deserve the best, right? <sighs> All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>